Welcome to our midweek devotion. This week, I want to look at James chapter one, but especially I've been wanting to start talking with you about prayer and about how we should be praying, learning how to pray. In one way, prayer simply comes natural to the Christian life, but just like thinking comes naturally to us as humans, but we still need to take a logic class to learn how, so also we need to learn how to pray. And the disciples themselves asked Christ, teach us how we might pray. <clears throat> and from that, we get the Lord's Prayer, which is our standard for prayer. But I want to start with James chapter 1, where we're told that if we need wisdom, in verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And then verse 6 is the one that sometimes causes people to go in strange directions. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so people from this get the idea that uh, maybe what you call a name it and claim it, prayers, you, you want something, just believe you'll get it. And you will get it. If you pray for it and you don't believe you'll get it, then you're this double-minded person. But that's not what was said here. That's as if you start in verse six, but the thought begins really in verse five. You're told to pray for wisdom. And then you pray for wisdom, not doubting you'll get it. And so the doubt comes in, not so much at the prayer point, but at, at in verse six, but at, in verse five, you're doubting that God even answers those kinds of prayers. So when we go into a prayer and we might say, well, I want a uh, yacht. I'm praying for a yacht and I believe I'll get it. You're not doubting that God answers those kinds of prayers. Or if you say, uh, I want a yacht, I'm praying for a yacht, but maybe God won't answer. He can answer those prayers, but he might not answer my prayer. And those are doing the same error here, which is you're not told to pray for a yacht on the one hand. And then you're not so much doubting that God can give you a yacht. You're doubting that God will answer your prayer, which is more like what's being said in verse five then. We are told to pray for wisdom. There are a number of things we're told to pray for. Hallowed be thy name. And we start there, we pray there, and we don't have any doubt that God told us to pray for that, and he will answer that prayer. And that's what's really going on here in the prayer of faith, if you want to speak about the prayer of faith. You're told to pray, and you do pray. Now, Elijah is an example. Elijah was told to pray for rain, and then he did pray for rain, and the rain came. So it wasn't that Elijah said, you know, I think it's about time for rain. I'm going to pray for rain and believe we'll get it and we will get it. He was told to pray for that and then he prayed for that. And you see the same thing in the disciples' lives, in their ministries. They're sent as ministers, sent by God, by the Holy Spirit. And they go out with full confidence in their mission. And in that context, they preach and there are miracles that occur because they've been told to do that. They don't have any doubt about that. And that's really where, where we're at as well in that New Testament side of things where it says uh, to the woman at the well, God wants those to worship him in spirit and in truth. We're sent by the spirit. We have full confidence in the spirit who is poured out at Pentecost and is taking the gospel to the ends of the world. We have full confidence in that. And so we can pray in that spirit, in the spirit and know that those prayers are answered. Now, it still leaves you open, though, because you might say, well, wait a minute. 
that's great. I, I don't really doubt those prayers will be answered, but I have these other prayers, these other things I want. And I pray for them and I would really like to see them happen. And some of them are fine. They're very pious things. You might have something, someone you know is not healthy and you'd really like to see them get better. Someone you know is not walking with the Lord. You'd love to see them walk with the Lord. Those things aren't wrong and you, you should pray for those things. But we also have this other category, which is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So we do pray for our daily bread. We do pray for jobs and physical health, but it's in the context of seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that's really the setting here in James for wisdom. If you lack wisdom and he gives this uh, in verse three or verse two, really start there. Counter all joy when you fall into various trials. That's not our normal attitude. Fall into a trial and you despair and grumble and complain. Instead, you should know that it's a testing of your faith, which produces patience. And patience has its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And then if it says, well, wait, I do lack wisdom. Good. Pray for that. And notice that's what he says. You lack the person's thinking. I lack wisdom, not, oh, I lack a mansion. I, I lack winning the lottery. I lack wisdom. We'll ask God for that. And that comes in the context of those trials of faith. So learning how to pray, I don't mean this to be the only time we talk about it. There's much more to say about prayer, but as a first step in praying and as we worship God in spirit and truth, and we're praying according to the spirit, we can ask for wisdom and we should have no doubt that we will receive it.